Hey Sam, how you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, usually before we record, we have a little chat, see how we're going, <laughs> and all that kind of jazz. Uh, but we've opted to not do that. We basically jumped straight into the recording. It's like call, record, go. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so this small talk's gonna either have a way too much energy or not mm-hmm. enough. We'll it's see. It's gonna be one of those possible two options. Well, I've just cracked a beer, so oh, fabulous! Hopefully, I, just I had enough energy. <laughs> I just... I just finished a rum and ginger ale, so I'm Ooh. on the I'm on the up for about what twenty. Kind of, about what, what 20 kind minutes. of rum? Uh, a delicious little crack and spiced rum. Ooh, yeah, top yeah. shelf. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Only the best here. <laughs> I nearly said my address. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I was going to say the Kraken's not that strong, surely. <laughs> No, and I only had one, and I only had a single glass of wine today, rather than a whole bottle. I showed some Sit restraint. Burn it black. <laughs> you do need to chill out. Anyway, we got a tweet, and I say oh, a yeah. tweet because it's only one this week. Uh, good. It's from I mean, at- oh, I love tweets, but <laughs> it's from at Riley is good. It's regarding Hi, what Riley. if. Uh, Riley says, Tony and Gamora were from an episode they had to cut due to COVID COVID constraints, but weirdly, they're going to put that episode in season two, apparently. Um, I did hear about this. Apparently, not only was this episode cut, but every episode was shorter than originally intended due to COVID animation constraints. So that's where all the good bits went. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of assume that's why, why it looks great except for the actual animation. Like, whoever's doing the designs has had plenty of time, and then they've got to the animators, and it's like, all right, we need it in a week. Ah, fuck! Well, and, like, and the doesn't guys who do the Tony's fight l- scenes <laughs> are doesn't... the same guys who do the fight scenes in all the other movies. Uh, it doesn't matter if Tony Stark's legs don't bend. Just get it out. Just get it out. It doesn't matter if Robert Denny Jr. himself looks fucking, like, nightmare fuel. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, mm. And... and... And yep, so that's that. And we can crack on straight to the episode from here because cracking straight unless, onto the episode. Unless you, unless you want a, unless you want a, uh, unless you want a question, I could ask a dumb question. I haven't asked. Do you a have dumb a dumb question. question? Do you have a dumb question ready to go, like in the chamber? Yes. If you had an unlimited amount of funds, how much would you spend on a dumb painting? And play the music. <laughs> Welcome to the Video Shop Podcast, about when you're watching, maybe. I'm your host, Cal. I'm your other host, Sam, and today, oh, we didn't even mention that it's Spooktober. It's fucking Spooktober, oh, baby. <laughs> it's, it's the spooky Video Shop music intro, which is, uh, which is just the same as the usual intro music, except I go boo and spooky I, voice over I, it. I know I've tripped and fallen and I can't get up and the monster's right behind me, Sam. Yeah, Go, my gla- my save glasses yourself. Are, my glasses have <laughs> fallen off, jinkies, oh, fuck. and I I can't see a thing. I can't see anything. <laughs> Step bro, I'm stuck in this chair. Wait, wrong genre, fuck. No, 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 that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You've mixed up Spooktober with Porn Arch. I'm, um, I'm sorry. Porn March. <laughs> porn Arch. That's not... <laughs> Even Pornovember would have been way better, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was under pressure. I was like, I cycled through, like, I was like, January? No, that doesn't work. February? No. March? Good enough. Lock it in. What month has a P in it? <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Pretty a much. porn rule. <laughs> Um, we're not going to dedicate a month to porn. I feel like we just need to say that up front, up top. Sam, but what's even coming out in November? <laughs> Everything, apparently. I tell, I tell you what's coming out in November. Lots on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> There's always something new out on Pornhub. But we're not oh, here God to talk it. about any of that. This episode sponsored by Pornhub. <laughs> I mean, if they've got the money to splash... I will Dude. not take my top off. I, I, I actually, it's audio I recording. Myself. I'll, I'll do it naked if we're getting paid. What you're wearing clothes? 
This is so far gone. So gone. This week, we are talking about Candyman 2021, and we are talking about uh, Velvet Buzzsaw. Also, your question was dumb. If I had an unlimited amount of money and I wanted it, I'd... Any amount of money, that's... I, I, I didn't have a question prepared. I should have prepared one. <laughs> yeah, but I, was I like, asked if you had one in the chamber, Sam, and you lied to me. I That's the lie. real I just, monster. I delivered one off the top of my head. Rather than using the bullet in the chamber to shoot it, I just threw the bullet at your face with my hand. God and as we all know, less effective. <laughs> I mean, it still hurt. Bullets are heavy. They are heavy. I mean, it put a dent in, but it wasn't... It made a, a lead. So they're pretty heavy. Fuck's sake, what movie are we starting with? But Velvet Buzzsaw came out first, so that one, right? Okay, uh, it's it's a bit bad, isn't it? Spoilers <laughs> for Velvet Buzzsaw and Candyman. It's, it's a little um, bad. <laughs> you, you didn't like Velvet Buzzsaw, Kel? Why ever Look, not? I, I really like Jake Gyllenhaal's performance. Mm, me too. I like all their performance, actually. Natalie Dyer's there, like... The poor, the poor assistant that would definitely have been blamed for the murders. She's great at everything that she's in, to the point where I've never remembered her name. <laughs> it, it, oh, like, uh, anyway. Um, yeah, no, I think that might be it. I think that might be all I liked about this movie. <laughs> really? You see, yeah. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mind it. I thought it was kind of in, in, interesting. I liked, I liked some of the kills. Uh, I liked how no, I like. I didn't the, like any of the kills. The kills liked, in particular let me down. I thought I liked how the school kids and everyone thought that the bleeding woman on the ground was an art piece. That's the best bit of the whole movie. <laughs> I like that everyone's a snooty art critic and dies for it. But um, see that—that's the thing, though, right? Like, what is this spirit trying to do? It's killing everybody who made a profit off of his art. Yes. Then why did the just working class Joe who puts everything up on the walls have to die? Because he helped? And if he helped, why not cute glasses girl that I can't remember the name of? Um, okay, I watched this movie like a month ago. Who, who person <laughs> hanging the painting on the wall are you talking about? So the guy who was transporting the art and then crashed the, the car into a petrol station? Ah, uh, it's because he was stealing the art. Was he? Yeah. I thought he was just looking at it because he really liked it because it's magical and haunted. No, nah, he realised what... It, like, no, no, no. He was, he was stealing that shit. Ah, uh, okay. Um, I, I, uh, I liked... Yeah. I liked the... I liked the... Well, thematically, I found the movie, you know, quite interesting as in its satire of, uh, of, like, art culture and the exploitive nature of the art world um, and how it's all a bit of a wank. Mm-hmm. But it also doesn't actually say anything about that besides that it is. Like, it doesn't provide you an alternative. I guess... Okay, so the the scene that plays over the credits mm. of Old Mate just painting... Uh, like, just drawing in the sand with a stick and it mm-hmm. getting washed away. Yeah. That seems to me like a much more... Like, that. that as a counterpoint to all the other bullshit that's going on seems to be what they're going for as a, like, this is what art should be, something that you do for the sake also, of enjoying doing it. Yes, when you say old mate, you mean John Malkovic. <laughs> yeah, that guy. <laughs> just want to be clear. Um, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's not, it's, yeah, anyway, continue. Because John Malkovic's yeah. in this movie. Um, uh, yep. Um, but so, him... Him drawing in the sand with a stick for the like for the sheer enjoyment of the of actually just doing it, I guess is what the thesis of like that's what the movie is trying to say is the point of art and anything else is like is like is just full of exploitation and and just yeah it's just generally a bad thing. I don't um, know if it, if everything else is a bad thing like what well, the film's Analysis. It, en- it encourages bad actors to, and by actors I mean, fuck, <laughs> not not thespians, bad poor behaviour within individuals. Yes, bad yeah, actions. Yeah, it, it, arts ultimately. I think the thesis, if we're talking thesis, the that is that art is about creation, where uh, whereas uh, the art industry has become purely about profit. 
Now, mm. there has to be profit involved. That is how, how a society works. But when that profit becomes exploitive, which throughout this movie we show, it shows a number of people exploiting other people for their own agendas, and then the spirit trapped in these paintings, um, you know, exerting its... Um, its vengeance on those using his art post, post, um, especially with his final wishes, right? Final mm. wishes was the art gets destroyed. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I, you're right. It wasn't subtle, but I don't think it was meant to be. It's meant yeah. to be brash and in your face <laughs> and just go fucking get it. Well, I guess my my problem is that it doesn't offer a counter proposal. Like it doesn't uh, does it show you. Well, not necessarily, but it doesn't, like... Is the point of art to show a better alternative, or is it to reflect what is? Well, if the point of all communication is to get an idea across, and the idea that these people are terrible people is gotten across in the first five minutes. Why am I watching another two hours of this? Like, these people are horrible right from the word go, and I hate them, and I don't want to spend another two hours with them, but I, I have to. <laughs> but the ultimate point is, I think, at least my interpretation, and I'm sh- I'd am i be really interested to see what other people's interpretation of this movie is, and I actually haven't read any of the reviews. This movie came out years ago. There's, like, no, mm. no buzz around it. <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, there was at the time. I remember lots of people talking about it because Jake Gyllenhaal. But I, like, hadn't seen it, so I wasn't engaged in that. But I think by the end of the movie, these characters who were exploitive have learnt a lesson in regards to that. But the point is, sometimes it's too late. You know, like, you have to be, you know, you know, know, that's saying, like, sometimes sorry is too late. Mm. That, I think, is the ultimate point of their character's evolution in the film see that that i do i i i think i do disagree with like i don't think anyone learned anything from this <laughs> like well they, well they jake gyllenhaal in particular was like we got to destroy the paintings we got to do what his wishes were look like his we mind should have was done in the changed first place. his perspective was turned 180 you could say yeah mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Because he got his fucking neck broke. <laughs> Man, that the, I love that opening scene where he walks in. There's this fucking like robot, like look. The robot like, is quite funny. It's very funny, and he's like, "It's been done." Derivative. Yeah, I'm like, "Excuse it's, me." <laughs> it's iteration, not innovation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, "Boo, boo." Also, I love the robot. Like, the robot dressed as a kind of superhero and being like. I can't, I can't save you is like, I can see why, where somebody's gone. All right. There's levels to this and therefore it has artistic merit mm, <laughs> and somebody yeah. else just going, eh, I get it. That's kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, that's kind of how I feel about this movie is like, Oh, I get it. Like they're bad people. So they die. Cool. Um, like that's better told like that. I feel like Mean Girls tells the same story way better. Um, I guess like... from a character perspective, yeah. I would call them very dissimilar movies. Although Regina George is hit by a bus. God damn. But like, it is it is about this like superficiality and and how it leads you to like treat other people in your life poorly. Yeah. Like... Yeah, and how that can come back to bite you. Like, I think it's... Like, because this started off with someone relatively poor off, like, in a in a job getting exploited by a higher-up art dealer. Yeah. Slowly becoming the thing that she didn't like in the first place. Kind of like Mean Girls. Yeah, but, but ultimately, her punishment is the least gruesome death of the lot, but she still dies, and she doesn't learn anything, and she just becomes this this horrible thing. Like, yeah. I, I'm yeah. just not sure it... I don't know, it just didn't hit any sort of notes for me as far as, like, yeah, a character learning anything. Yeah, I, I, again, though, I'm not entirely sure that was the point. And well, I, think Jake, I think Jake Gyllenhaal as a character did learned something and did change but died anyway 
Um, no, I don't think he did. I think he just sort of went, oh, there are ghosts coming for me. I'd better run away from the ghosts and stop the ghosts from killing me. Like, I don't think he went, oh, I've been a bad person all along. <laughs> he's just, he's just gone, you know what? Fuck I... these paintings. If it means getting killed by a ghost, fuck that shit. I don't know. I guess, I guess I interpreted it more as, um, from that, like, you know, we, we kind of should have done what his wishes were in the first place. We shouldn't have ignored it. Um, I would have said was closer to, closer to true. Yeah, no, fair enough. I was reading that as him going, oh, the last, like, what the the person who painted these wanted was was for them to be destroyed, and he painted them using his own blood, and I'm seeing some crazy shit, and everybody's dying. Cool. This is all just confirmation that it's a vengeful ghost. <laughs> they <laughs> like, never this, say was... explicitly... That 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 it's a ghost, do they? I mean, I'm sure some paranormal investigator will be like, uh, actually, if it has real manifestations of the world, it's a poltergeist or something bullshit. <laughs> Polter- <laughs> but it's a ghost, isn't it? No, I, I want it to be a poltergeist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's a ghost. Like mm, the mm. It, like it's a spirit inhabiting all art by the sounds of things. Uh, just, just this dude's art. Well, it, it, uh, it activated the sore on, in the woman's tattoo. Well, it, it can control art, but it's this, but like... It lives he, in... The, the spirit is in his art. But in saying that, they have gotten rid, like, you know, the, the you know, the buzzsaw kill. She, she's gotten rid of the art at that mm. point, I think, hasn't she? Yeah, um, so I guess that's just remnants left over from her soaking it in. But also, that painting that she bought of his seemed to be of her and her cat. Yes, yeah. I think that was... Yeah, I don't know what was going on there. Can't tell you. <sighs> don't know. Yeah, yeah. Th- there's, th- there's a little bit of that in this movie where it's like, I really don't know what they're trying to get across here that, like, this was inevitable... Or something, or it's like cyc- cyclical, uh, or like, like inevitable. I don't know. As he's painting these pictures, he's going, "Oh yeah, this is like sh- he has this idea in mind of like what's going to happen to his art once he's gone. This awful fucking group of people are all going to be involved, and my vengeful spirit will kill them all." He's a painting of that woman and her shitty fucking hairless cat. Hairless cats are the worst of the cat family. What's the point <laughs> if you can't have a fluffy little pillow hanging out? You know. <laughs> What's the point of it? I mean, the point of a hairless cat is to have a cat, but not have any of the hair to deal with. Or to have a cat that looks like a fucking gremlin. <laughs> um, no offence to any hairless cat owners out there. I don't I don't mind little elements being left up to the imagination and just, like, unanswered details. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I enjoyed this movie, actually. I liked it quite a bit. It, uh... I, there's another... If it was cast more poorly, like like it if might... some of the acting wasn't so good, I might not have found them all quite so loathsome <laughs> and well, enjoyed I... my time with them a little more. Well, here's the... I find the opposite. I think part of the appeal of the is the performances as well, though. I think with a worse cast, I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much because um, mm. so much of it, I think, was in the performance. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, Which like... I enjoyed... All of, so which, this, all of them. This was directed by the same guy who did Nightcrawler, the other, another Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Uh, if you say so. Okay, yeah, I haven't seen it. Apparently Nightcrawler's really good, and people went into this one expecting the same quality, because it has the same director and the same lead actor, um, and were ultimately disappointed, is the, is the vibe I'm getting from people, but I don't know if I'm just hearing what I want to hear. Um, um Maybe. This this movie is also described as satirical, like it's also a satire of an entire industry, right? Like, it, look, this is, if it's satire, then Poe's law is definitely in play there. Where like I can't tell if it's satire because they're just doing the thing they're satirizing. Mm. Like these these people are just assholes. Like it is like they're being assholes in such a realistic way that I can't tell if you're just taking the piss out of assholes. 
Rotten Tomatoes critical critical consensus reads: If you only watch one art world satire with horror overtones this year, or most others, it should probably be Velvet Buzzsaw. But again, that's like the world's deadliest golfing cyborg, isn't it? It's a bit like not a crowded field, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 60, 61% gave it a positive review. So yeah, it's it's mid mid range. I don't know. Yeah. I quite I quite liked its understated nature. I liked that it was just a series of like character moments and deaths caused by those character actions. Mm. Um. That yeah, I knowing that, that he it. was stealing the artwork makes a little bit more sense out of because I was like, where is this painting of monkeys coming from? Yeah, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was stealing the artwork. That like, and then that, that was his place. And well, that and he that's where he was putting the art. Yeah, that movie also. Sorry that that um that op- that that first death also opens a lot of questions because mm. I'm like, is that one of the dude's pieces of artwork? Because I kind of assumed all the horning would come from the artwork that he painted. That's true. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought too. It affects the artwork around it. So once you figure that out, I'm kind of, Mm. I'm I'm a little bit more, um, a little bit more in line with it. Well, and the other thing is, I don't know whether they're trying to paint the guy who's like, (laughs) (laughs) the, um, the dude who's just like, pegging up the artwork to a fence on the street and selling it for five bucks. Yeah. Like, is he just as bad as the other... Uh, as the shady art dealer woman well, that well, deserved we, to get buzzsawed? Well, we never see the person that buys it getting um, getting killed, so who knows? Well, so like, I just... I don't know whether that's what the movie's trying to say or not. I would say that it's an implication that the horror continues after the movie's over. That's sort of what it felt like, a, a sort of sequel hook. Um, yeah, but without, like, is it clearly the type of movie that you wouldn't get a sequel for. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> if you do, then it'll just be paintings killing people. Mm. Like, it'll just be a gore-fest Saw 2 style. Yes, yeah, and I don't think you need that. Mm. Speaking Although of sequels to... Saw. Speaking of sequels to things and paintings, you see why I paired these two up? They seemed like a they seemed like an well, odd pairing at first, didn't they? But bloody jokes on you, mate. The opening animation of Velvet Buzzsaw could very easily have been the opening animation for Candyman. Totally. Uh, spoilers um, for the new Candyman for those who have not seen it. Um, yes. What did you think of this one overall? So, <laughs> oh, okay, all right. It's a whole lot better than Velvet Buzzsaw. <laughs> well, all right, but from you, that's... that's not saying much. No, not really. I mean, and it sounds like I'm. That's where I'm going with this. That it. That's that. It, no, I'm not saying much. I'm. I'm a little conflicted on it. It hasn't really. It didn't really. I, like the first one didn't really grab me either. Right. Okay. Like I, I don't. I, I don't remember what we said on the first one. We did it for last Spooktober, which was ages ago. Yeah. Um, so like this, the idea of it being like, like, like they keep a lot of themes and supernatural mechanics um, mm-hmm. from the original. Um, I haven't seen any of the sequels, which apparently don't matter. No, no, I haven't seen them either, and also apparently they don't matter. I guess the first one was very lucid. Like It was, yeah. The whole time that you were with, uh, I think her name was Helen? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. The main character's point of view, everything was very clear until Candyman shows up and sort of takes over, and then the screen goes black and you don't even see what happens. You just wake up in it sort of Invisible Man style. Like, it's just... Um, there's no way that anyone would believe you that it was very, very clear in her perspective. This whole movie, the Candyman 2021 movie, after the sort of curse, I guess, starts happening, after Candyman is released, um, becomes very dreamlike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is uh, similar to the original, really. Well, that's that's sort of where I, what I was going for is that it. I don't I don't think it is. I think the original 
you know what was real and what wasn't until right near the end. Oh, like, okay. We have very different experiences of that original movie then. Because <laughs> I, I found the experience watching the first one, until her friend dies, mm. you don't... Well, and even then, I'm questioning the whole time. And basically, until, until the doctor dies, is what she's seeing real? Or is she imagining it? Like, that kind of cerebral, you know, are we in a dream or not? I found throughout most of that Candyman movie, again, until the Doctor's killed in the first Candyman. Mm. Um, in this, I had no questions that the Candyman was real, but I, this, the main character, I don't remember the character's name now, I should have looked it up, um, but his experience, um, what he is experiencing, I was questioning whether it was real. Because mm. I think we watched this, I think we watched the original Candyman and the new Invisible Man at the same time, or, mm. like, for the same Spooktober anyway. So I yeah. think Anthony. my interpretation of one bled over into the other. Possibly. I mean, and that's how sequels work too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I guess I guess with this one, I just... Like, what... Like, yeah, like, I, don't, I don't disagree that there was a sort of is she or isn't she insane thing going on in the first one. But it was still very clear, like, she went places and you saw her, like, say, I'm gonna go to this place, or, like, or, like, she gets arrested, now she's in jail. She gets committed to a hospital, now she's in hospital. With this, it felt like long, dreamy sequences of walking in just random places, up staircases we don't recognise, knocking on doors we don't know, um, and just... And, and, yeah. and we get less and less internal monologue from... Anthony, well, not not internal monologue. We get less and less idea about what he's thinking as the movie goes on. Ultimately, to the point where he becomes this completely separate entity from what he was before when he becomes Candyman. Yes, and so like, yeah, that's that's sort of what felt like. If there's gonna if there's a disconnect between this movie and the old movie, it's that the second movie seems like it. This movie feels much more like a dream. And the other one feels like a horror experience happening to someone. Yeah. Well, I think I think you're right. I think this one is def. It's definitely a horror experience happening to someone. Um, and it's on one hand, it's pretty similar to the original Candyman, but on another, it's very different. Yeah. Like it's. Uh, mm. Yeah. I like the mechanics that mm. they kind of rolled over, like the memory of Candyman, like. Throughout through every time Candyman is reared his head, it's about belief, right? Mm. And this guy finds out about Candyman, who pretty much everyone's forgotten about, mm. and he finds out about it, paints a whole gallery about Candyman, and puts Candyman in the minds of a lot mm. of people. Um, yeah, and that's what brings him back. Yeah, um, and Candyman, I like he exists. Like we see him only in like reflections. Um, mm. in that first kill in the art gallery, and where he's like mm. cutting the fabric, and you don't see the claw. Um, yeah, I thought that was really all super cool, cool visuals. In um, this. yeah, it looks it's an amazing looking film. And then as the you know as more and more people believe in Candyman, it 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 results with Anthony man manifesting as the new Candyman. Mm. The fucking bees, man. <laughs> <laughs> Like uh, not enough watch, bees in this one. Not enough. Watching, bees. watching him like tap on the mirror with with the reflection of a bee in it that's not really there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and the bee in the little like makeup mirror landing, and then its reflection walking away, and it flying off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is about it, man. But it's oh, it's creepy. That oh, scene and- where the te- where that those like teenage girls all get fucked up in the toilet. Yeah, pretty. pretty. That's that's your classic like Bloody Mary scenario. Yeah, because what was first, Bloody Mary or this? Bloody Mary. This was this took a couple of different legends and utilized it together to create the Candyman legend for the first movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is Candyman is not is based on real ideas, but is not an actual thing itself. You know. Yeah. Um, I liked the um. 
the like modernization of the of place you know mm. the original ones in like the broken in the you know in the in the bronx mm. um and this one is in a gentrified hipster you know mm. apartment well, complex which is just you know uh, which well, is an that, interesting look at reality that is basically the story from the first one if i remember rightly that she's living in a sort of like in, they didn't tear them down they just renovated all the apartments um, and yes yeah 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 it's 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 more or less the same idea mm-hmm. um well like but... that was a a plot point of like how oh uh, you can see where they've cut corners um like these bathroom mirrors just lead through into the other apartment <laughs> yeah 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 like uh, i remember that being an aspect and yeah so like this whole um yeah like it becoming a so yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, mm, yeah. Mm. Uh, so um, yeah. It it does follow on quite neatly from from the themes and, and story of the first one. Yes, it does. It feels like a very an, an update, uh, which did, does did beg the pick... question why it's not called Candyman Two, or yeah. at least the Candyman. <laughs> no, Candyman. I was going to say Candyman's. Um. <laughs> um did you pick the twist? Um, the twist being, the twist being that he's the baby oh. from the first one. The the wait the what the that that he's the baby that they save from the fire in the first that one. twist right? Well, because there are a couple of like mini twists throughout the movie, like the twist that he there's the twist that he's the baby, which I saw coming just like like just before it happened. Yeah. Um. Like, it didn't get me in the moment, but, like, just before, I'm like, oh, shit, this is what they're building to. Well, I think right from the start, I was like, I bet that this guy at the laundromat is the baby from the first one. Right. But and that's <laughs> and, one of the other micro-twists, where this guy is trying to bring back Candyman to, like, use him as a weapon against gentrification, which is really yeah. interesting in, in of itself. Um, and almost doesn't get explored enough. If if I, mean, I had if I had one criticism of this movie, it's that it ends, it 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 like I, I like the ending, but it feels like it ends with so much left to say. Well, I think that's sort of the point that it's it's meant to be addressing I guess that's an true. ongoing issue. I guess that's true. Like there is no ending to this problem, right? That's mm. a that that's an interesting. Well, at least take not on. yet. Well, yeah, like well, there's no easy solution to this problem. There's no end. This has and it hasn't ended yet. Yeah, like you said. Yeah. So, um, yeah. it's an interest. Uh, that's a very interesting uh, analysis yeah. of the film. A, I, a I magical like bee man killing some cops isn't gonna isn't gonna solve this problem. No, but I like the idea that all the cops are scared of Candyman. If we do it, <laughs> if we're gonna do another one, fuck yeah, that's an interesting some, starting point. Some bits of this movie did feel like a superhero origin story, <laughs> like it was gonna fit in mm. the. Um, the dark universe with the mummy and the invisible. <laughs> you know man what and... though? Like if you paired, I mean, I don't think it's the same company, but if you paired him with the invisible man and mm. actually it's universal pictures, why not do it? Pair Candyman Well, with the invisible woman, uh, mm. at the end of that movie. Um, fuck and yeah. Tom Cruise is the mummy. No, and we're good. And, and no, Russell Crowe can reprise his role as <laughs> oh, Dr. No. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. As long um, as Jake Johnson comes back as his friend that he resurrected for some reason and somehow, <laughs> and now just sort of like, oh and he's God. also a mummy. Like, is he part of the team, <laughs> or is he just a zombie? I don't get it. Um. Now pair them up. Pair them up with the American Werewolf in London. Mm. That there we go. That's the other good one. Have you seen that cool. movie? I've not. Oh. Mm. So we. <laughs> We paired these up um, because of the art world connection and that yes. they came out relatively recently. Uh, Velvet Buzzsaw was like four years ago, but yeah, mm. sure. I really do like this idea of like demonic possession as a as an allegory. Well, artistic possession and inspiration as an allegory for demonic possession. <laughs> yep. That... That is sort of how it's described quite a lot of like this thing just comes over you and compels you to do something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I thought that was quite interesting and I, I liked Anthony as a character. Yep. Um, 
and I, I think my biggest criticism of this is that because he slowly is lost, I just wanted more of him and we're not getting any more. And I think that's supposed to be the tragedy. Oh, like it's definitely a tragedy. Oh, and that mm. bit where he gets his arm like cut off and then he jams the hook in, that's fucked. Um, Can I just... Again, just adjacent to the bees, right? Yeah. <laughs> that adjacent. fucking... Go Gross. to the fucking doctor. If you get a bee sting and it looks like that after a couple of days, go mm. to the fucking doctor and get mm-hmm. your goddamn hand amputated because you're fucked. He's a painter. He probably doesn't have insurance. Um, so I'm going to take Ugh. that as a commentary on America's fucked public health system. This is all a moot point because it wasn't a fucking infected bee sting. He was at, like he was cursed. It was a haunted bee sting, yes. <laughs> By a ghost, and no yes. amount of insurance will cover a haunted bee sting, Cal. Let me no, fucking tell you. A, a seance is going to cost you way more than antibiotics. <laughs> <laughs> An exorcism. Fuck no, no one can afford that shit even if you got insurance. <laughs> Correct. Um, I did, but what was the, where do we start? Where, where do we, how do we get here? Um, uh, the I paintings, brought it up I like the paintings, so as a, the painting, yes. Um, well the fucking, the whole movie looked great and the, the, you know, prosthetics looked great on that. Um, and it was gross and everything mm-hmm. about Candyman's a little bit gross. Yeah. The claw and just the, the fleshy point. arm, the bees mm. like in his mouth. Like when Tony Todd did that for real in the like nineties one, like yes, so like that, good. Man. Mm. Um, but Love a the bee, sister, save the bees. Uh, the sister and the sister's brother and the sister's brother's boyfriend, all pretty good actors. Them, Liked all of them very much. Them engaging uh, with the artwork on a sort of joking level is mm-hmm. is fun, and the artwork being this like installation piece, we have to look beyond the mirror. I like was, that, and the, and the snooty owners are all like, oh, it's a bit derivative or me. Yeah. And I'm like, like fuck, <laughs> that's cool, I like that. Like, in Velvet Buzzsaw, we watched a thing about, like, magically compelling art, art that's mm. so good that it messes with your brain, and all of that art is just a bit shit. And I'm like, this guy's actually done something really interesting with, uh, with the whole looking beyond this mirror thing, um, and and how, like... As a, as a connection to the other movie, it's very much like looking through the gap behind your medicine cabinet into your other person's apartment to be reminded yeah. about all the gentrification bullshit that's going on in your town and how you're complicit in it for living there. I think that's entirely the point, absolutely. Uh, it's just such a simple piece that's done, that does a, some really good stuff on a, on like a surface level and a meta level for this movie. And it's yeah. infinitely better than all of Velvet Buzzsaw. <laughs> well, I, sorry, I don't want to keep dunking on. I want to keep shitting on this other movie. I also think this is better than Velvet Buzzsaw, but I still like Velvet Buzzsaw, so you know. <laughs> um, uh, mm. Yes, uh, yes, yes. C, C. Mm. What movie did I ask you if you'd seen before? Oh, I don't even remember now. Anywho, no, I don't know. Um, sorry. Oh, American Werewolf in London. I wonder oh, if we one. should do a werewolf episode for Spooktober <laughs> this this year. Because we did, I, like, zombies, but we haven't done, like, any of the other major monsters. We haven't done werewolves, vampires, mummies. We, if, we, if we did zombies, I don't remember talking about any of the, like, big deal zombie movies. <laughs> we did zombies, like, in the, in the first 100. It might have been the first 50. It was pre-Spooktober being a thing. And it might have been, like... Man, I watch so many more movies for the show now <laughs> than I used to. Uh, yeah. There were same. times when we just, like, just wung it. We didn't even watch anything. <laughs> We'd, like, come up with a topic on the day. Or live. Because well, like, if we if we got bored of shit, like, if we really couldn't be asked, we just did some Doctor Who nonsense. Because, yeah, like, we, we knew did. it well enough. <laughs> we did do... Remember when we wrote our own episode of Doctor Who? Yeah, I've been meaning to go back and listen to that. I'm sure it's bad. I'm sure it's uh, like dude, it can't be thing. worse than the shit that's actually going to air. <laughs> Robert Downey, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Russell T. Davis is back, baby. I'm just gonna fix it all. <laughs> and we've got better now that old bloody yeah, Daddy T. Yeah, Davies is back. Yeah, yeah, he'll the Doctor will be Jesus and fix it all. That's oh god, he'll regenerate into David Tennant again, and he'll go back and shoot Matt Smith right in the <laughs> head, <laughs> and then take his place, and we'll move on there. <laughs> 
Dude, what are the chances that they'll bring back human alternate universe doctor traveling with Rose? Oh, God. His, I, I, in his coral TARDIS. It's happening, isn't it? You better not. At this point, it would be one of the less shit things that's happened to fuck I, with the canon. Here's the thing, though, right? I give are, it... They're oh. just... They're, uh, I know, sidetrack. We'll get back to Candyman. They are just going to ignore this new timeless child thing. And in the- ten years... We'll just say it's a lie the master told, just like we did with the half-human doctor, and mm. and everyone won't even give a shit. It doesn't. The doctor himself says that he's half-human in that one. Yeah, but it's just a lie the master told, Cal. <sighs> just so a lie dumb. the master told, dude. It could have been a like blood transfusion thing. It like it could have been a like. What would it matter if he was half-human? What would it matter if he was a second-generation immigrant rather than a first one? It. <laughs> on earth like does um, it really matter <laughs> people cared at the time they're like that's stupid dude fuck it anyone who cared at the time what do you think about this whole fucking <laughs> the, the, the latest shit uh, I want to know because if probably... you like any of it you're a fucking hippogriff <laughs> they're probably they probably don't or they're Take all dead four trotters um, and your fucking wings they all said, stupid bird head and fuck off. They all said Candyman five times into a mirror. Um, <sighs> what did you think of the de- the murders in general? We spoke a little bit about the first one in the um, gallery. The bit where they pull the the camera away like, from her window and, and yeah. then we see her get killed from a distance. Really effective. Really <laughs> effective. I was watching this with uh, James. I was like, oh shit! Yeah, I, I was like, this Candyman. is just a scene transition, so I sort of stopped paying attention. And then, ah, she's getting fucked up! Yeah. Yeah, that, that was, uh, like... And then we did speak about the, the teenagers in the uh, in the bathroom, too, I suppose. Mm. Um, yeah, so that was... Um, did you, in high school, ever have people, go, like, go into the bathroom, flick off the lights, and do the... The, the, uh, the Bloody Mary Bloody Mary? Mm. No. Didn't? Well, I watched a Bloody Mary movie... When, when I was in high school, and we did it at my friend's place, and I'm still alive, so... Are you? <laughs> are you, Cal? I mean, I've been dead inside for a lot longer than that. <laughs> um, uh, I never did it. I ran out chicken, because I'm not an idiot. <laughs> do it now, Sam. An, no, I'm not an idiot. Candyman. I don't... No. Candyman. No, Cal. He might be able to hear through my headphones, Cal. Stop it. <laughs> Oh, wonderful. Um, Candyman. Um, you. <laughs> All right, I'm not doing it. All right, you liar. Candyman. You son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. No, I'm for, for real though, I'm not doing it. Um, All right. So, uh, I, I don't know, I don't have a whole lot more to say on no, this. No, I, I, I don't either. I, I, we've spoken for 45 minutes, we had a very small... Small talk this, I think, this week, so it's alright. Because like, this wasn't Jordan Peele, was it? He was just a producer on it. He was just a producer. This was Nia DaCosta. I don't know anything about this director, but apparently she um, is doing the Captain Marvel sequel. Oh, okay. Who did the, the Marvels, first one? Uh, two people. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. That sounds about right for that movie. I, I don't get why people don't. I really like that one. It's one of the few ones I feel like I can just watch in isolation. Because, like, you can't just sit down and watch Endgame or Infinity War. You know, there's so much else. I, I feel totally, like, fine sitting down and just watching Captain Marvel. Uh, Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. They're a um, directing duo. Cool. Um... <laughs> oh, fair enough. I mean, that, that's a whole other rabbit hole. But, um... Yeah, no, apparently this movie's doing very well and she has set records for having a movie that does that well and she's only, like, 30? Uh, yeah, she is not particularly... Um, she's, like, the youngest person to have a number one movie. She is... She's the first black woman to ever have a number one movie at the box office. Right. Fair enough. Um... Uh, youngest filmmaker to direct a Marvel movie is probably the um, record you were thinking of. Maybe. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, no, I, you've I, liked I, just, I, I heard that she's won awards and that she's very young to have won those awards. So I mean, she is very young and she has won a bunch of awards, so it wouldn't surprise so, me. 
good on it. I, th- I think she generally deserves it. And this, like, Candyman does have some, like, superhero origin story sort of vibes to it. Um, I, I think she'll... I think the Marvels is in safe hands. And I, 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 I hope so. I, I like that it's, you know... Because th- this is going to have Kamala Khan in it, yeah? Yes. Because I-, I know that this is the shit that, like... I nearly said it was the shit that sort of ruined Fant Forstick, but it wasn't really. It was by far the more interesting part. The whole, like, body horror, um, like, these characters as victims of their powers thing. Would have been interesting if Fant Forstick was that movie. Uh, it um, sounds like that's what the director wanted to do, but then was also a prick. Um, uh, apparently massively, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, Point also, is, I think you could definitely do something like that with Kamala Khan. And if totally. she can bring some horror chops to this, then that's that's good. Totally. I'm and and even if not, like the horror horror is such a such an interesting genre because so many directors move start in horror and move out and take those yeah. skills with them. Think of Sam Raimi. Think about the say, Sam Raimi Spider Man movies. Yeah, I was gonna say the um the Doc Ock hospital scene. Not Doc a drop of blood, scene. and it's by far the goriest thing in any superhero movie I've ever seen. I watch Venom Correct. bite people's heads off. Watch Willem Dafoe's transformation scene in the first Spider-Man. Yeah. That shit's horrifying. Yeah. The Venom stuff in Spider-Man 3 with like mm. with him actually first getting it attached to him mm. and and uh and there's that scene at the end where Spidey fights Venom. There's a really mm. like the bits where you can't see Venom in that scene are really intense. Mm. Yeah. Uh but yeah, the Marvels yeah. is also going to have Monica Rambone in it. Um Dude. All- all of this, yeah, fair enough. Uh, and that'll, and, that'll be good. Oh, and it's also been the Marvels is also being written by the writer who who wrote um, two episodes of WandaVision. Oh yeah, fair enough. The episodes were now in color, and we interrupt this program. Oh, they were good episodes too. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, they're not the ones that I liked particularly. Like the one I liked particularly was the whole magic show one. That was fantastic. That was episode two, yeah. Yeah, best show, best yep. episode in the whole show. Um, I yeah, think uh, um, I liked the fifth one most. Or maybe man, the sixth one. Whichever the Malcolm in the Middle one was. With all this... Fifth. You've seen the trailer for Spider-Man, for the new Spider-Man, yes? Yeah? Yes, I have. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So you've had I the whole Doc Ock thing? Yes, yes I have. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. With all that shit happening... Yeah, yes. Right, like... I, I hadn't thought about it until now, but I'm actually really keen to see Topher Grace's Venom back. I Do it. Do it, cowards. Except... They won't do it, because then it'll be the first Venom in the MCU isn't the one that's currently being made, and they so they won't do it. Yep. But br- bring them both, man. And have it be like, holy shit, now there's two of the same symbiote at the same place at the same time? That's... Yeah, that's... Cool. That's double Venom? That's bad. Hmm. <laughs> Have you had any of uh, Let There Be Carnage spoiled for you yet? Uh, no. No. Okay. I've avoided them. It's but, uh, uh, frankly a miracle. Um, <laughs> I imagine it's bad. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I just I know some but details like, that have been spoiled for me. Everybody said the first Venom was... Well, everybody was like, I have to go see this movie and you should all go see it, but it's garbage. <laughs> yeah, and then it was but, garbage, and I'm like, this is garbage. But then, like, no, well, yeah, no, look, it was garbage, Cal. Dude, it's fine. Nope, nope. There's, I think it's there's worse MCU movies than that. Uh, name one. Uh, I meant to. <laughs> nah, I'd but rather then, watch I meant to. I meant to is that yeah. suiting up scene that alone ranks uh, outranks anything in Venom. <laughs> Uh, fair enough. We, we are way off topic. I, I'm I'm keen to see more from this director. Yeah, I, I think Nia DaCosta and, you know, f- fucking with Jordan Peele at your back, you're going to go far. So Jordan mm. Peele's got another movie coming out soon. I'm keen on that. Mm. Even though Us was underwhelming. Half good. Dude, it's, it would be so hard to follow up on Get Out. That was kind of the problem, I think. Like, I, I haven't Get seen out. Us yet, mm. so... Maybe it's... after this conversation flushes from my brain, I'll give it a watch. <laughs> Fair enough. It is not as good as Get Out. It's much more confusing and much less baked. It's a very, mm. like, it's a half-baked film. Fair enough. It's good, well-made, great performances, interesting concepts that are half-baked. 
John Peel did the he he at least narrated the the Twilight Zone reboot. Yeah, he was a producer on that. I didn't watch any of it. Yeah, I was going to heard... say I wonder if he directed any of it. Probably not. He he might have, I don't know. I heard that they like stacked the good episodes at the front and then the rest are kind of pretty average. Fair enough. But I don't know how true yeah. that is. But I, I haven't believe seen any that. of them. But I'd be down to do a scary door episode. <laughs> With Maybe some choice just watching... cuts from the original. I was going to say, we'll just watch a couple from each like era of yeah. Twilight Zone. That'd be interesting. Yeah. yeah, Maybe the best rated ones from each thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. The best also, rated ones from the original to... would be the, the Gremlins on the Wing, surely, or whatever that's called. Yeah. Oh, no, there's a Gremlin on the side of the bus. <laughs> no worries, little dude. Anyway. Um... Oh, I was going to say, doesn't matter. Um, oh, we were supposed to, like, we started a, a thing about uh, Black Mirror, didn't we? We were supposed to do all the Black Mirrors, and then we never, we're like, we just sort of stopped. Still haven't watched season three. It just, uh, look, I could just watch the news, it'd be just as upsetting. That's sort of where I'm at, yeah. <laughs> like, like, when, when imagine like, a world where you imagine can't a- leave your house. Wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine a world where one app is used to control and monitor everybody. Wait a minute. (laughs) Zuckerberg! I was going to say, I I assume you're talking about TikTok, my boy. And not about the glorious Victoria Services app. (laughs) The what? The Victoria Services? The Victoria Services app! (laughs) Now, I'm all for for, logging places you've been so you know where the COVID is. Um, I'm not for Mark Zuckerberg watching me while I sleep. Um, of course not. <laughs> now, now accept the terms like... and conditions, my boy. Why are you talking like Willy Wonka, Cal? And tick uh, the box that says you agree to the privacy policy. The you have no privacy policy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, follow us uh, Follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook um, <sighs> Politics, politics, politics <laughs> uh, Tweet us at Video Shop Pod What do you want us to look at uh, this Spooktober? You can tell us, but we might not do it Because we've already locked a couple of things in Yep, because we are bad people <laughs> And you're all bad people For- And one day a <laughs> ghost will punish you ironically For your... F- sins ah <laughs> oh, fuck I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be like talk to death by a podcast <laughs> uh, maybe th- maybe this is <laughs> this is already happening Sam oh my god it won't let me stop recording Cal it we won't just let keep me looking, stop we keep looking at the time and it just keeps saying like that we're at about 15 minutes and we've still got like 45 <laughs> minutes to kill ah uh... forever <laughs> by oh, the end we're just like no. let me out Anyway, go say Sam and Kellen to your mirror five times. <laughs> and we'll appear and crack a beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not bad. We'll, 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 we'll rock up the, and we'll the, have a... The horror, the horror element is that it's $1 Aldi beer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a box of rivet lager. Box that's of the... rivet lager that's surprisingly good for being a dollar <laughs> per can. Yeah, yeah. In saying that, the first thing I did when I got back, because they don't have Rivet Lager in the UK, was I got a box of Rivet Lager. And uh, nostalgia is a powerful ally. <laughs> like it's not. And it's Rivet not Lager a... is an awful beer. <laughs> <laughs> this episode oh, brought to you by Furphy. Um... <laughs> Victorious freshest taste since 2021. Oh. Now with a crispy lager. <laughs> Ah, uh, fuck. Get the uh, fuck we, out we of here, We did it, Cal. We hit an hour. We hit Let's the hour mark. That's get it. out of here. See you, nerds. <laughs> <laughs>